Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. We're really trying to grow the podcast and podcasts typically grow by word of mouth. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it to your story on social media or make a post about it anywhere that that you uh, consume content. Put the word out. We really want to get the word of health and fitness out to as many people as possible. We really appreciate it. And now let's get to the show. We're back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter. I'm here with Caleb and Tyler once again. And today we are going to talk about community and how that impacts your fitness directly and the importance of community and helping uh, you get in the best shape of your life at their own pace. So um, let's get after it. Yeah, community, I don't know if you guys, it, it's kind of a little, it can be a little bit of a cringe word. I think sometimes when you think about community and fitness everyone thinks they have the best quote unquote the best community but like what does it mean we put that we want people to be in the best shape of shape of their life we want um them to do it at their own pace and we want to do it in a supportive community and so i was thinking it'd be great for us to kind of talk about our experience and how what are things that we hunter you as the owner what have you tried to set as a foundation for a supportive community um, and what are the hallmarks of a community that truly is supportive? Because community, every group fitness has community, quote unquote, but not all of it is healthy. In fact, a lot of it can be negative. We just talked about a lot of the negative aspects of a leaderboard or putting your scores up or keeping measurable markers of your physical progress and how that has some pitfalls with it. But on the flip side, we work really, really hard to create a place that is um, supportive. And there's a couple, I mean, there's a lot of things that come to mind, but I was thinking, you know, what are the, some of some of the things that come to your mind, um, as you guys think about how our community is supportive and not just the cheesy, Oh, we're community. We all hang out together and work out and sweat. Like it's deeper than that. Yeah. So I actually was having this conversation with somebody earlier this week who had, uh, been a member at Cody for a couple of years and then, uh, she had moved away, uh, lived a couple of different places and, was just talking about how much she missed Coyote and, you know, kind of talking about the different things she misses about it. But one thing that really stuck out to me was um, she was really kind of talking about the community aspect and talking about it. All the other gyms, uh, they didn't seem to be as welcoming um, and they seemed to be a lot more cliquish um, and uh, less, you know, open to, you know, everybody and make everybody feel comfortable. And that's something that we've tried from day one to really uh, emphasize is, making every person, no matter what, what level of fitness they're at, no matter where they're at in life, what their job is, make them feel comfortable and, and, um, welcome. And that starts from the moment, uh, somebody walks in the door for the first time. We always want, we always try to have somebody, you know, 
talk to them as soon as possible as soon as they walk in the front door with a smile on your face how are you glad you're here what do you what you know what are, what are you here for how can we help you um and really try to um, make people feel welcome because i've you know been a part of gym gyms before where somebody new would walk in and everybody would just kind of look at them and you know there's nothing more um there's not many many more things uncomfortable as uncomfortable as walking into a new place and everybody just kind of looking at you without anybody coming up and introducing themselves it's already hard enough to walk into a new place and a gym can be a very intimidating environment especially when there's a lot of people who are really fit throwing weights around and um it's it can go it can be make or break for somebody to come up and walk walk up and talk to somebody and with a smile on their face and welcome them um from the moment they walk in so that really we try to set the tone from day one with that aspect and then I mean, there's so many other things that we we put into play to try to you know make everybody feel comfortable from the break it down to uh, making sure people don't put their weights up until everybody's done with the workout and try to cheer um, everybody on um, from the first person to the last person to finish the workout and give everybody fist bumps, try to say everybody's name when we're coaching classes. There's a million and one things we try to do, but the, ultimately it, it is trying to uh, treat each member um, like they want to be treated and try to make each member feel special, even though they might be a, one of a class of 25, we want to make sure every, every single person feels welcome and, um, you know, part of that class. We protect our community quote unquote, by having hard conversations. And I likewise was having a conversation with one of our former members who was describing some of the inconsistencies that they showed towards different people at the gym that she was temporarily going to from having, you know, certain members having a key for off days and coming in. Well, that's a hard conversation to have with someone about why we don't allow people to come in outside of class. We want you to be able to work out. We want you to be in the best shape of your life, but also we do, we've got to realize that some of the systems we have in place help treat other people equally and that can help contribute to a community that's supportive uh and so there's there's a lot of things that ultimately come down to for me in operations having some hard conversations with people and some of the things that we don't allow that allow the freedom to be able to have a safe and secure place that's consistent for everyone we want to treat everyone how they want to be treated, but we want to treat everyone equally as well. And that does require some tougher conversations. But on the other side, you end up with, you don't have that, that click thing that typically happens in group fitness. And that a lot of times hinders growth because it caps it at whatever that original click is. And then because you're afraid to have the hard conversations, um, you end up not treating everyone equally. And so new people who don't get a key or who have a different rate than other people, all of a sudden it becomes very evident that everyone's not equal. And so we really, I guess, would identify the the honest and straightforward conversations of treating everyone equally as a way that we have a supportive and try to support our community. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's two types of people, okay? There are drains and there are fountains. And as a coach, uh, it's up to us to kind of set uh, kind of set the culture of the room and of the gym. And one of my favorite things about uh, coaching is when someone comes in from another gym, um, whether it's from another Coyote location, say they're a member in Gluckstadt and they come over to the noon class, um, or they go to a gym that's from a whole nother state and they come into our gym. One of my favorite things is having entire confidence that when they walk into the gym, 
I'm going to greet them at the door, but more than likely there's going to be somebody else in the class that also introduces themselves and greets them. So it's not going to be one of those things where this person comes in on a Wednesday for a partner workout and they typically maybe work out uh, in Richland and come to a Flowood noon class and they're like, I'll never find a partner in this class of 15 people when I have full confidence that, uh, and I will if I need to, but typically I don't even have to say, hey, this person needs a partner. Well, you know, who doesn't have a partner? It's almost going to be every single time that when someone comes into a class, and I know this happens in other classes as well, that, you know, they're they're going to fit right in with the group of people because we have a room full of fountains. And so uh, when we can kind of set that precedent ourselves as coaches, it helps kind of push forward that idea that no matter who walks in the door, they're coming in to get a good workout with a group of people who have the same mindset. The thing about community is that it's going to, if, if the coach is not um, diligent and particular about trying to foster a positive community full of fountains, like you say, it's going to end up, you know, taking whatever shape it naturally takes, depending on the people that come in there. And so it's, it's, you know, it's really, really hard to try to foster that positive um, environment from the start because it's not natural. And, you know, if left to the own devices, you know, there's a million and one different ways that a community, a community, community can form and in which direction they can go to. And I think that's why, um, like you said, Caleb, a lot of it, a lot of times it has to do with being able to have being able to have the hard conversations and talk about, you know, difficult things. And the more tough conversations you're willing and able to have with, with members about certain things, the more, um, what, the more likelihood you're going to be able to shape the, the, the community into that uplifting positive environment. But if you constantly try to avoid uh, having those conversations and give different people, you know, treat people differently, give people different rates and give people different uh, benefits and that type of thing, then, you know, all that, what's going to foster is a, a, a fracture community and a, like a lot of clicks and stuff like that. And which is, you know, we want to develop something that is positive for every single type of person, no matter what fitness level they're at. And in order to do that, you have to be very diligent and protect that at all costs because you, you, you can't have any tolerance for anything else or else other things are going to creep in. And, you know, people are so, um, there's so many variables that come come with people that you know there's a million and one different directions things can go if you don't if you're not um you know diligent about trying to you know cultivate the type of community that you want to have it goes as simple i mean this is to me this is one of those conversations i can i've probably had the most but to to create a supportive community for our members sometimes it means doing things as simple as helping control what the floor looks like and the facility and the environment and so um, it the hard conversation is would you be able to you know we're not going to be able to have kids on the floor during class you know and trying to do everything we can to create a place for um, young kids to be while their parents are able to work out on one hand it feels like okay i need to we want to be able to provide as much uh, access as we can for parents. And so kids are allowed. Well, then, you know, you have other on the other side of the floor, you could have parents that are paying for childcare. And this is their time to come in and to, to work for the next 20 years to be able to provide, um, provide for their kids. And so they're coming in and valuing their fitness. Well, I've been in heard stories and gyms where if that's not that conversation isn't had, all of a sudden, 
everyone else in the room loses that experience and uh, all of it kind of went back to just not being able to have the conversation of what do we want the environment to be like? What are some things that we want to be able to offer to everyone equally? And so, you know, that's a that's one of the harder conversations um, that I think helps in the long run benefit everybody the most and create a community that is supportive. Um, you know, for us, there's there's some things with the environment that do create a community that supports everyone equally. So things like the music choices that we do, trying to make sure that we've got um, scaling options for every every size person, every age person, every skill level. Um, and so trying to create a place where when people walk in, they see that they're not going to stand out and that it's not going to be you know, different for them. When someone comes in for a tour and they ask, and I almost hear this every single time, is do you have a shower? Or do you have a way where I can, you know, take a shower after the workout in the morning and get on with work? My answer is yep, and it's going to be clean. And so just even those little things, taking pride in those little things. Um, I think when we spend our time in a place, uh, which we li- I, li- I love it for it to be the gym, um, but when we spend time in a place where even the little things are taken care of, uh, we're more likely to step outside of this gym or this room and do that same exact thing, uh, maybe in our own environment like our home um, or our car or things like that, you can really tell a lot about a person. Um, you know, you hear the, the whole joke about making your bed or the whole old story about, you know, making your bed first thing in the morning, but it even goes so far as as coach or as coaches. And, and, you know, when we're talking about the facilities and the environment, um, you know, people ask, why do you clean the floor every day? Well, and Caleb, this is one of the first things that, you know, I learned from you as well, you know, as, as coaches and gym owners, you know, we clean the floor so we can get it dirty again, not because it's dirty. And so, uh, you know, what we're trying to do is we're trying to create that environment where, you know, people have expectations of it being ready to rock and roll whenever three, two, one go starts. And so um, that's just one of those little things where, you know, if we can, you know, create an environment and have facilities that are set up to the point where uh, no matter who walks in the door, it's going to be the same for every single person and everyone's going to be ready for it. The corners of the gym tell you everything you need to know about how the how things operate and it tells you everything you need to know about the personnel that's going to be operating and when people can people have that support of um knowing that the person who is going to be um creating workouts for them and and coaching them and watching them to make sure they're moving safely when you know that that's going on and they're going through the details of making sure the bathroom is clean every single day that's going to create an environment that helps other people treat themselves as a professional. It's going to treat themselves um, in a way that is is going to foster a community that's supportive of everyone. And it's it's hard to directly connect the two, but you know when it's not there, right? It's you know when it's not there when someone doesn't take care of the corners, or they don't take care of the bathrooms, or things aren't clean and tidy you know that there are some things that are just getting left behind. And so when people see that, they know that, oh, I wonder if they're doing, cutting those corners in the programming or in, in the mobility. Uh, and so I think I've just through the years been able to see those connections. And I think it does support, support a community. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, what the community, you know, we want to, a supportive community because it's going to help all of our members achieve the goal of getting in the best shape of their life and that's what people came here for in the first place was to be able to have a place where they could 
lose the amount of weight they want to lose to or be able to lift, you know, get stronger, um, play with their grandkids, whatever the reason they came. And we focus so much on the community aspect of it because it's going to allow them to be able to get that in a safe environment as opposed to an environment that's toxic and is judgy and clicky and makes people not feel comfortable um, showing up four or five days a week because we know in order for people to get there, they need to come four or five days a week for an extended period of time and they need to enjoy uh, their their time at the gym while they're doing that. And so having the supportive community is so uh, so important. And it's kind of like the third part of the, the trifecta of making progress between the, the exercise and the diet is the accountability. And, you know, our coaches, part of their job is to hold all of our members accountable and check in with them if they hadn't come in. But a lot of times before a coach can even reach out to a member, if they haven't been coming, one of our members, another member is reaching out to them and giving them a hard time about not showing up and checking where they are, or sending them a map to the gym as a joke or whatever the case may be. And that what what that does is keeps people feeling a part of what's going on and keeps them wanting to come back. And that's why we have so many members who have been with us uh, almost 10 years now. And hopefully they'll be with us 10 years more because they feel like it's a place where, um, you know, like cheers, like everybody knows your name. They, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. That's such a true line. And every time somebody walks in, people are yelling their name out saying, good to see you. How's work? You know, happy to have you here. I'm looking forward to working out with you today or um, I, let's do the partner workout together, whatever it is. And to me, you know, a sign of a great gym is, is a sign of a, a great community and a sign of a great community is people who are, you can just kind of hear and feel what it feels like in the, in the gym. You can hear, is there a positive buzz? There's a lot of laughing. There's a lot of jokes, a lot of, uh, you know, talking and that type of thing, or is it kind of quiet and isolated and people in the corner whispering to each other? You know, that's something we always want. We, I always try to, you know, avoid at all costs is people in the corner whispering to each other because we want everybody to be, you know, feel involved and engaged uh, with what's going on and feel comfortable. And if people in the corner are whispering to each other, that makes everybody else feel uncomfortable and feel, makes them feel like they're talking about them, about them, whether they are or not. It's just, um, not something that's a positive. And so for, for me, we want to try to develop a positive environment where people feel comfortable and so that they're going to want to come back and keep coming back for a long period of time. A program that is, we just talked about this on the last episode about having sustainability. And whenever we talk about sustainability, we, a lot of it comes back to understanding that we're not judged by, uh, your ability to do a workout fast or to exercise fast or to lift heavy. And what that environment creates is a place that's welcoming for everyone. But if there's always talk about how fast you're doing the workout or who beat who in a workout that first of all, we're not competing in the terms of day to day, you know, we're not all here for a score on a leaderboard. We're here to get in the best shape of our life. Um, and so whenever you work on that culture, that creates a place that then is supportive to everyone instead of um, threatening to everyone. So it's, it's very much two opposites. It's either a threatening environment or a supportive environment. And so there's a lot of different um, links that we go through to create an environment that's supportive. And one of those is through having a program that's well-balanced and that celebrates consistency and not, all, not just celebrating performance. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Culture eats strategy for breakfast every single time. Uh, if you try to set a goal and your goal is to 
um, be the have the heaviest back squat in all of Coyote Fitness. Um, well, that goal right there, you're not going to rise to that goal, right? You're going to fall to the level of the system. Um, that's you know James Clear. We we talk about we reference him all the time. Um, but when you can set the culture of I'm going to be the person who is the most consistent that I can be. Well, guess what? Now you're setting yourself up to not only probably achieve that first goal, but so many more that you just won't even realize are extremely important from a longevity piece. And so when we can set that culture of every person that comes in is looking to get, uh, as coaches, we want to help provide them the best, the same stimulus to help them get in the best shape of their lives. Um, then all of a sudden now, uh, not only do you have a coach who's going to help keep you accountable and stay into the gym and stay in the long game, um, but if that coach is appropriately doing that with every person in the gym, well, just like you said, Hunter, you're going to have other people reaching out to members before you may even hear from a coach. And if you're not, you know, hearing from a coach, then, you know, hopefully you have people that are reaching out to you. And so um, if you're the person who is in the gym, you know, five, six times a week and you are a very consistent member and you know that there are also other members that maybe you only see every now and then, um, sometimes as coaches, you know, we can reach out to these members and we can talk to these people but sometimes you know having an, another member i see there's a few members in flowwood that are really really good about this that you know you i can expect them to be in the 8:30 class almost every single day and when someone new comes to the 8:30 class uh those consistent members in that class are like hey welcome to the 8:30 class you know this is we're the group that typically works out in this class and so it's great to see you in this class today tell us a little bit about yourself sometimes members beat me to, to that conversation. And that right there makes me so satisfied to see that happen uh, day in and day out. It's just awesome. Uh, to me, you know, the sign of good com supportive community is the way that the members feel when they come to the gym. Are they saying things like, uh, this is my happy place. I just love being up at the gym. Are they getting there early? Are they staying late? Are they doing things together outside of the gym? You know, are they making new friends? Are they making business connections? Um, are they just having a good time? And ultimately, the, you know, people aren't going to remember what you say. They're going to remember how, how you make them feel. And so that's something that we're always um, stressing to our coaches is trying to uh, make each client feel special. And um, that's something that we work really, really hard to do and are always trying to find ways uh, to be better about it because – the reality is we want every single person that comes in to feel like they are welcome and that it's a great environment for them to be able to um, reach their goals and achieve whatever fitness uh, dreams that they have or health goals that they have. Um, but they're not going to achieve those goals if it's a place where they don't feel safe, where they're not looking forward to go to because um, they don't feel like they fit in or you know they feel like there other people are above them. There's like a hierarchy, there's a ranking system, that type of thing, which is a mistake that we have made in the past is having, you know, a separate competitor program where, um, you know, there was competitors and then the people that were doing the class felt like, well, I'm, the, I'm just doing the class workout. I'm not doing the competition workout. And they felt like they were less than, and the reality is nobody is less greater than or less than anybody else. Everybody just has different goals and is at a different place. It doesn't make you any better or worse. It just means that you have are at a different place in your life and you want different things. And, um, so eliminating that and having all of our, you know, everybody do the class together and being that the basis of our program has allowed everybody to be in community together with. And what we've seen is that it allows for, a, uh, you know, people are always doing things together on the weekends. People are always going out to eat together at night. People are hanging out at the gym well after they're 
their class time or they're getting there early to watch the workout or cheer on their buddies or, you know, they're giving everybody fist bumps on sugar wad and, and what also allows it to, because we have five locations, somebody can walk into another location that they'd never been before. And people immediately come up and talk to them and say, Oh, I remember you from sugar wad, you know, how are you doing? And they're immediately feel, feel right at home. And so ultimately we're trying to, um, create the feeling of, and sense of belonging for each one of our members. And that's, um, what allows them to get in the best shape of their life. The, the aspect of humility, I think, is also uh, a defining characteristic of our gyms. It starts with how we started the conversation with the personnel. I think we are working diligently to develop um, and to reflect the humility that our coaches um, have innately. And, and when, we, when we begin to set the standard of um, it's not performance, it's consistency, it's making sure that um, you know that whatever whatever the day has brought with you that day that you're welcome and that that is we are here for that exactly um, I think it opens the door to be much more welcoming than accidentally just welcoming people who brought their a game who are ready to perform at peak condition right and that's just not where people are at it's not the people that we want to reach and the people that aren't a part of our community yet for sure and it's definitely not the 99% of members who come in with something that probably didn't go as expected for that day and that they are are just trying to get through the day. And so I think just having a place that's that leads with humility and acceptance, it creates a community that truly is supportive because everyone, like we said, everyone at most group fitness gyms talk about their community and believe their community is the best. But what I think really defines that is do you get a sense of humility uh, and that kind of helps put people at ease and helps people relax and helps people um, just be themselves. That, that to me defines what supportive really is. For sure. Um, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, man. I mean, I'm trying to think of any other, another way to word it, but I mean, Caleb, I think you nailed Caleb it. Caleb knocked it out of the park. That was awesome. I think, um, we've all been a part of communities our entire life. That's just part of, you know, living and growing up and you go to school and you're on teams. And if you play team sports, um, you have a lot better understanding of this team that I was on. It was great. It was fun. We did great. Everybody was feeding off each other. And then there's other teams where it's like, man, that just wasn't very fun. Everyday practice was a, was a, uh, you know, drag. It was really hard. It, it, it just what I didn't really enjoy it every time I felt like you know communicating with my teammates was hard we didn't we underperformed and um, if you have that experience then you're able to see well what were the things that um, made that team so successful and made it so fun to be a part of and then what made this other team so not successful and not fun to be a part of and you know suck the the fun and life out of out of practicing games and all that type of stuff and we you know we all can say the same thing about classrooms and we you know growing up you probably had some classes that were really fun and and some classes that were you dreaded going to and and all that you know it's they're they're all people you're all doing similar things all, the only difference is the feel and the the chemistry and the atmosphere and the environment and the community aspect of it and so um we, everybody has community in their life in one way or the other, or, or they have in the past and they probably will in the future, depending on, you know, and they're all different, but the, the reality is we are trying to find the best things of community 
and implement them in the gym. And I think a lot of times people might not realize whether their community is good or bad until they try other things. And that's typically a lot of times when, when people from Coyote move away or go to other gym, especially if Coyote was the first gym they ever joined, that's always the first thing they say is they miss the people. They miss the people. They miss the people. They miss how, how supportive it was. And they don't realize, you know, what it was until they left. And the same thing, if somebody's only ever been to one gym, they, they might say they have a great community, but they, they've never really tried anything else. And so when, when somebody is asking me, like I'm moving to, somebody asked me last week, I'm moving, I have a friend that's moving to Dallas. Would you recommend any gyms? And yeah, I can look it up and look at their gyms and look at their reviews. But in reality, I always tell them, I would try a lot of different gyms and, and see how you feel when you go in there because it, they're all going to have similar type workouts probably there if they all have you know good stars and reviews and they've been around a long time they're probably going to have pretty good coaching but you want to find the gym that is the most supportive because that's the one that you're going to make the most progress in and you're not going to know that until you try a couple different ones at least and then you kind of get the feel and whichever one you know in your gut feels the best that's the one that you should go to and that's what we want we're trying to make coyote the one that when people walk in they immediately feel like oh i'm home this is great i feel like i'm gonna be accepted and this is a positive environment and i feel like i can be the best version of myself because taking it back to the sport example the 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 the, the, the teams that were toxic typically were the ones that people and people would underperform they would perform less than their capacity because of the toxic environment brought out the worst in them. And the same thing in the gym, if you're in a toxic gym, it's going to, um, you're going to underperform. You're not going to reach your goals that, that you want to. But if you're in a positive supportive environment, you're going to be much more likely to succeed and achieve your goals, which is why that's such, such an important piece of the puzzle to me. Yeah. And I, I love that team example. Um, and I think sometimes, uh, when we think back to maybe being on a team sport, a lot of that, a lot of times the team was, uh, bonded together through uh, maybe trying to beat some other team and maybe having some great victory created this bond where, oh, wow, now things are starting to click. Um, but in the gym, uh, I love the idea of like a little bit of suffering is the great equalizer. And so um, when you can have that relatability with those next to you, it's not necessarily that you're fighting against a workout or you're trying to beat a workout of the person next to you. But whenever you know the person next to you is going through the same thing that you're experiencing, then there's this relatability where you can look at each other eye to eye to say, hey, I gave my best effort today and I know you did too. And there's a lot of respect, I think, that comes with that whenever you're in the same room with someone that you know you're working hard and they're working just as hard. And so, you know, another great thing about a community is that it allows you to push each other in the right direction to create that bond through a little bit of challenge and a little bit of hardship and some sweat equity, you know? That's great. I, the nutrition component as well. There's an aspect of a supportive community that recognizing recognizes that there are 24 hours in the day, and really for an hour we're in the gym. But for the other 23 hours, there are some other things that we're all going through together. And so being able to be united in the one hour of exercise also helps encourage you that when you're going to the other 23 hours, there are some things that you're all equally working towards and working through that provides some support not only for the hour of your exercise but the 23 other hours that you're outside of the gym and so that shared suffering that happens when you do a workout together also helps translate into knowing that you have support when you're trying to decide what to eat or you're trying to decide if you want to to do something you know you need to do that's going to be a little bit tough and so I think there's a, there's a part of that community that in the 60 minutes that we condense into a group class, 
it also translates into the rest of your day and without even realizing it. That's, that's great. And I think ultimately, you know, the, the community piece ties in with the accountability piece and the accountability is what is going to get you to show up even when you don't feel like it. Because if you know that your buddies are going to be there and your friends are going to be there and they're going to be checking on you and your coach is going to be checking on you. If you don't show up, you're going to be much more likely to show up on the days that you, you don't want to go. Um, because you know, we're all human and we all have days where we just don't feel like going to the gym. And those are the days that where you can make the most progress. And if you stack up, you know, a, a bunch of days in a row, uh, a bunch of those days where you go and, and as opposed to not going, you're going to be a completely different person than you would have been if on all those days you didn't go and only went on the days you, you, you felt, you felt good. And, you know, if the community in retrospect or on the other side of the coin, if, if the community is toxic and you don't really want to go, you're only going to go when you feel like going, you know, otherwise you're going to be like, Oh, well, so-and-so is going to be there. I don't really want to be there while so-and-so is there. Or if, if this group's going to be there, they're, they're not going to talk to me and it's going to make me, uh, I don't really want to go. I'm going to go to a different class and you can try to rearrange your schedule, but how long is that going to last? So, um, the community and accountability piece of your health and fitness is incredibly, incredibly important. And that's why, um, we try so hard to, um, make it a positive and welcome environment and make everybody feel welcome. So, yeah. Anything else you want to add before we move on, Caleb? No, I think, um, well, I don't know. I, do you think people, there's some things we do intentionally to do that, that maybe people don't realize. I think cool things that we do, the, the hard conversation of telling people, you know, asking people not to put things away till the whole class is done working out. That's one thing that we offer and we want to make sure that, um, we have those conversations as coaches so everybody feels supported when they're working out. We have air conditioning at our gym so that, you know, people know that they are supported and that um, they're going to have a facility and we're going to invest in the facility that helps support them to be able to make the most of their hour of exercise. Um, you know, I love that treating people equally is something that we do behind the scenes and making sure that from the finances and how people pay for memberships, all those things, everyone's being treated equally. I think that, um, you know, there's some probably some other things too that we that we do. I don't know if there's things that you've thought of that um, people may not know that we try to work towards. To uh, I I just think it's just part of what we you know we we talked about some of them at the, at the beginning of the episode, but it's just part of what we're constantly talking with our coaches and as we're training new coaches and bringing new coaches on, which is something we we've, we've been doing a lot more recently. It's really trying to like uh, you, you know hone in on the fact that uh, we want to provide an elite service to our members and we want to make them feel special and we want to prov provide the best community we possibly can. And that, you know, starts from the moment they walk in the door and, you know, just setting the tone and making them feel welcome from the front end, checking up on them. If they, if they haven't been coming in, give them a call once every six months to talk about their goals and see, see how the last, uh, last six months went and what they want to focus on the next six months, you know, knowing the names of their kids and asking how their kids are doing, what, how their sports, are going what grade are they in you know where are they going to school next year you know how what how was your weekend what did you do and actually you know really caring and remembering about you know certain details of of people's lives is something that's really important to us and um and, you know as we grow and get more and more members it, it gets harder so we have to be more and more intentional and it's part of our uh weekly uh rhythm for our coaches is to do that type of thing and then the members you know they lead they they lead um, and they follow the coach's lead and they do the same thing. And so if a coach is coaching class and somebody walks in, usually a member is going to walk up right up and talk to them right away because they've seen that's just kind of how we do things here. And so that's ultimately what we, we try to do is 
set the tone of how we do things at Coyote and let that trickle down to everybody. And, you know, everybody kind of figures it out and, and that's just the way things are done. And so no matter which location you get walking to, which class you walk into, um, whether it's Monday morning in Madison or Friday evening in um, Richland and any anywhere in between, we want them all to feel the same and we want every single member to feel um, special and important and, and like we are there for them specifically. And there's a whole lot of other like-minded people um, that are there as well. So, you know, there's a million other things we could talk about, but ultimately the reality is we, we try to make that a priority and community is one of the three, you know, pillars that we focus on. And, um, we're, we're constantly working on trying to, you know, get better and better at it. All right, let's do it. That's good. That's good. That was a good discussion. So, uh, let's move on to the next segment outside the box. So we lost uh, Tyler once again because he doesn't have a lot. He 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 he, 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 he told everything he had to tell last time. So uh, you got anything else to discuss, Caleb, um, or did you uh, throw it all out there last? That last was a, that, that was, was pretty much I all mean, you got. I've really tapped out on all the things that I'm doing outside the gym. Oh, you guys, um, you guys just don't have a lot a lot of stuff going on. We do don't you? have a lot going on. Um, I'll come up with something. I know we're doing something. So uh, I'll give a, a brief update on our uh, marathon training. We were at the beach. We ran uh, six miles on the sidewalk, not in the sand, because that's uh, I'm not running in the sand. But we ran on the sidewalk, and that was good. And I think we're going to switch over to just running for time and trying to build up um, a little bit of time each week um, over the next 12 weeks until, until our marathon in December, which is shortly, you know, was fastly approaching. It's right around the corner. So um, we'll continue to uh, – to do that i uh i've kind of fallen into a really good training split which i really like right now which i'm doing the uh class workout monday tuesday thursday friday and then on wednesday i'm doing the uh the physique work um so if you guys are not familiar um with sugar wad extra tracks if you click on where it says workout of the day there's a little arrow and we have extra tracks that are supplemental to the class and there's competition and physique and strength and conditioning and uh sweat and so i'm doing the physique work just doing like some bodybuilding high rep stuff and i've been enjoying that um on wednesdays is kind of a change of pace since i'm you know running a lot on the on saturdays i just i wanted to back down the the volume of of workouts from five to four um for the rest of the year just to kind of give my body a little bit of time to recover because the mileage is going up on on saturday so i've been enjoying that and kind of doing some stuff that i i used to do a long time ago and that's been fun and it's been a good change of pace in the middle of the week for me so i'm doing four uh, class workouts a week one, uh, one day of physique and then one long um, aerobic uh, running session and so that's been uh that's been fun i really enjoying that and uh it's been been a pretty good training split for me i thought of something okay um so you've done this too um this year and next year i'll be an ambassador for lululemon for Congrats. one of those stores Congrats, yeah Caleb. you you laid the groundwork for me i did uh so I'm gonna do my best to portray uh, the Hunter Owen image on the wall in the new Lulu store. My picture is now in my garage. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Uh, you get to keep it when you're done. So anyway, so I'm gonna be doing that. So I had my first photo shoot ever yesterday, which you right. I tried to keep a secret from everyone, but, but I told everyone. Yeah. Everybody told... was like, "Where's Caleb? <laughs> you you look like Caleb, but a lot bigger." I was like, "I mean, I don't uh, know. <laughs> so the physique work I've been doing." Uh, so anyway, so I had that, that was just as awkward as you can imagine. Uh, Did so you get oiled up with some baby oil? No baby oil. Um, and didn't spend as much time in the sun as I probably would have hoped leading up to it. But, um, no, it's, so don't that's worry. Gonna, they'll, they'll, they'll filter. They're going to filter. It's going to be a grayscale. 
so anyway, so that's something that's going on. So I've got a lot, uh, a couple of opportunities. But one thing I thought that was cool about that that I definitely will share is that I think for us, we talk about supportive community and all that. Lululemon as a company is something that I've learned from them is that they truly are supportive of what you're doing. They're not trying to push an agenda. And I really, their intentionality to support coaches in that for the last five years as a coach, six years as a coach, they've supported me through different events, community events. I know you and a lot of our coaches, they've supported and asked for different things and their employees train at our facilities. And and through the years, they've been extremely helpful without asking for anything in return. And so that's one thing that I have, I noticed through and that made this opportunity really appealing to me. And I know a lot of other coaches and people who are involved in leadership and fitness who've gotten to do something like this uh, also feel the same way. But that's been a cool opportunity. So I look forward to getting to do that. And I, it's, um, it is neat to be able to share what we do and be recognized in the community for something that we do, um, you know, with a small number of people relative to the size of our town and our city. But um, anyway, that's been a that's been a fun thing. But congrats. Much yeah. deserved. And uh Lululemon, you'll get a bill for that free advertisement you just got. Uh, <laughs> so no anyway, free ads, anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, that's awesome, Caleb. Congrats on that, and thank you to Lululemon and all the all the uh, Lululemon workers uh, that come to Coyote. We really appreciate you guys. And um, let's move on to recommends before we uh, before we wrap it up. Let's do it. What would you recommend this year for? For what the people? For the people this year, like <laughs> the one recommend of the year. I, you know, I got to keep my streak going and give them another recommend. I did a TV show last week. Um, so I am currently reading and I started at the beach. I'm not done with it yet, but it's uh, Phil Jackson's autobiography. Phil uh, was the, the, you know, the coach of the Lakers and the Bulls. And he, he's got 11 rings and it's called, I think it's called like 11 rings. I think is what the book's called. But it's, uh, it's his autobiography, but also mixed in a lot of lessons as far as leadership and coaching. And he takes a lot of, a lot different approach um, than a lot of other coaches have. And I thought it was really, really good and it's been good so far and I've really enjoyed it and ho- I should hopefully be done with it by the time this episode comes out. But, um, I would highly recommend that book. And if, if you're a leader, if you're a coach, or if you just want to learn a little bit about, you know, somebody who's had tremendous, tremendous success at the highest levels and, and coach two of the greatest athletes of all time, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, as well as Shaquille O'Neal and others. And he won an NBA championship as a player as well. So he's um, really, and you know, he coached Dennis Rodman. He was able to get the most out of Dennis Rodman. So he super successful coach and coaching a lot of different types of athletes, lots of different teams and had success with all of them. So um, he is a very deep thinker and he really talks about the whys and uh, why he, he did certain things and you know, his philosophy on coaching and that type of stuff. So I thought it was, I thought it's been a really good book so far. Hopefully I have it done by the time this episode comes out, but recommend Phil Jackson autobiography. I think it's called 11 rings and uh, you can pick it up on Amazon. Sweet. Um, I mean, a lot of directions we could go here. Uh, I think that I try not to do the nutrition stuff when we, when we do these recommends. Um, one thing that I have enjoyed lately is for all of our this is for nutrition kind of nutrition focus but for me one of the things that i've enjoyed lately is not prepping by eating food and trying to explore different foods because i have a lot of different um clients right now who are in a place where they're having to eat on the go and so trying to think through foods that you don't you don't have to prepare and one of the big kicks that we're on right now is dried fruit 
So my recommend this week, as thrilling as it is, um, is to experiment with like trying dried fruit, biggest ones, dried strawberries, mangoes. Um, but if you can, if you can find a fruit that you can bring with you that doesn't have to stay cold, um, I think that it's going to help. It will tremendously impact your ability to be confident that you can have a busy day and not go and drive through somewhere. Because what happens with people, they want to try to, we're trying to control calories, we're trying to do all that, and we, we go through and we run through and do something that just completely derails the entire day. And so my recommend is go through Kroger, go through Costco. Um, if you're going to Costco, my recommendation is uh, dried mango, the sugar-free ones. Try that, prepackage it so you're not going through, and then go, if you want to, go to Kroger and buy the uh, fruit that's already packaged. And I would even recommend that for kids and sending that as a treat for school instead of gummies and things like that. Um, that has been a huge resource for us right now. We are going through tons of it and it's been a game changer for us. So, uh, my recommend dried fruit, give it a shot. Dried fruit. Fascinating stuff. Fascinating there, stuff. Okay. Uh, well that's it for this week, guys. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time. Silky smooth sounds.